Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. Today we're going to talk about Christians who cuss, and we're also going to talk about my state of Missouri has legalized marijuana. That means that people can basically go to little stores or clinics or whatever the hell they want to, and they can buy marijuana nowadays. We're going to talk about these different topics, but before we get into that, I want to let you all know I'll be doing a live interview with John Gashilla. He's a old friend of mine that I've hung out with for over a decade. He now does shows with Von Helton. Uh, for anybody out there that's interested, you could check that out. Recently, a friend of mine, and I do consider him a friend, named Stephen Bolin, who refers to himself as Proverbs and some numbers behind it on YouTube. There's a lot of Christians who have chapter and verse names on YouTube, and it's extremely difficult to be able to remember all of them. I uh, also, to share some more news, I plan on doing <clears throat> more church phone calls. I did a church phone call recently that only lasted for a couple minutes because the Christian woman that I was speaking to, she, uh, according to her, she's just a volunteer Christian. She's a person who works at a church, uh, believes in God, but didn't want to really have any kind of discussion whatsoever having to do with God. Um, I find that weird, whether you're a person who um, works for a church, who believes in God, but you don't consider yourself like a priest or a preacher, should you still be in season as well as out of season? Should you always be prepared to be able to discuss the Word of God? I personally believe that people should give it an effort, that people shouldn't be so quick to want to hang up a phone when someone has questions. Because, let's face it, if you get some atheists to decide they are interested in God or the belief system, and they call a church, and you turn away from them or tell them to wait until tomorrow when someone else can come in and talk, it's not going to, how do I put it, sometimes you get that one chance to sow seeds. And if you don't, if you make people wait or you hold them off, well... Let's face it, reality is, is that people get busy, especially this time of year. Some people are suicidal and they're alone and they want to be able to talk to people. They want to feel some kind of companionship. There's people that are alone for Christmas and they want to talk. Now, I'm not suicidal. I'm not someone who wants to jump off a cliff anytime soon or anything like that. I'm pretty happy and content with my life. But if an atheist or someone who's having doubt in their faith would like to talk, I'm more than happy to do that with them. I'm more than willing to listen. I'm more than willing to have a calm conversation. And I'm also willing to debate. Now, i got to be honest with you. Right now, at the very moment, um, I've got two allergy pills in me as well as some NyQuil because I'm dealing with a, uh, a bad allergy reaction that I had. Sometimes I decide I want to drink soda or eat something that I shouldn't, and it causes an allergic reaction, which usually results in lumps on one of my armpits or both. It's basically pretty, pretty painful. It feels like my skin's on fire, and the only thing that helps it is by having a histamine in order to solve my problem. In the past, I used to have a Christian guy by the name of G-Man, 
who would uh, constantly jump on my ass. He would say, Brett, why do you got to cuss for whenever you're doing videos? Why do you got to cuss whenever you're doing a live discussion? It's not really a matter of needing to do it or that I have to do it or whatever. It's a matter of sometimes when you're getting passionate about something, you'll say certain words, especially depending on what's happening in the moment. My friend Steve Bolin also has issue with that too. He said, Brett, we're going to do an interview, and if you just so happen to cuss during the interview, I'll just edit the video, or I'll put warnings out that you use foul language in some of your discussion. Now, I don't have a problem with that. If you feel like some of the words that I say or some of the things I say are too remarkable or nasty, that it needs to be cut or edited, well, that's your business. It's your interview. It's your show. You do what you, uh, you please with it. And some people do ask me, they say, Brett, why do you cuss for? Well, I'll give you some examples of whenever I find myself in a position where I feel like a, a rough word or a more derogatory word is useful. I live out in Missouri, so we have a lot of areas where people keep cows and horses and farms and all that. If I'm walking around in a pasture and I accidentally step into a big pile of cow shit, I'm not one of these people who are going to say, oh no, I got patty juice on my shoe. I'm just going to be like, man, I stepped in shit. Ugh, it stinks. It's I, I stepped in a pile of shit the size of something a triceratop might have dropped. I'm not trying to be funny whenever I say that, but whenever you step into shit, folks, you don't really think of all the many nice words that you can use to describe shit. Sometimes shit is just what it is. It's a big pile of shit sitting there. When I say words like fuck, I'm talking about fornicate or, oh man, maybe you're faced with someone who's given you a bunch of crap and everything. And what do you say to them? Take a hike, get lost, you piece of trash, or fuck you. I don't know, fuck you just seems to have like a really, it's like an intense way of saying I'm done with this conversation, I'm, I'm at the end of my rope with you. Do I think that it's okay to do that? Do I think that if I'm hanging out with Christians that I should be using these kind of words? Well, I do try to tone it down a little bit, I do try to cut it down. But I don't use these words because I want to fit into the world or I'm wanting to be popular or, you know, knock people off of their feet with special magical words that I use. It's how I talk. But I'm not making excuses or justifications for it either. But I do find something extremely entertaining and strange to me whenever it comes to cussing. I remember a while back I was talking to this preacher and we were talking about bloodshed in the Bible. We were talking about whenever God commands men to go into cities and wipe out every man, woman, and child, including the animals. And I said, man, why, why is God so pissed off for that he's got to wipe out the children and all the animals for? What the hell did the children and the, and the animals do? And this preacher guy, he basically tells me, he says, sir, do you need to use that kind of language? That's kind of rude and disrespectful. It's offensive. And I said, well, don't you think it's a little offensive whenever a man goes into a town and wipes out all the men, women, and children, and babies, and the animals? 
Isn't that like something to be concerned about? We also talked about cannibalism in the Bible. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, cannibalism does exist in the Bible. There's over 10 verses where God brings famine and destruction on cities and towns, and then the people have nothing to eat because all their livestock has died. So they decide that because of the results of what God did to them, they decide to start eating each other's flesh. You can find a lot of that in the book of Deuteronomy as well as Jeremiah. Now, personally, I think that cannibalism is disgusting. I have never had the desire to eat human flesh in my life. Gross is what I say to that. I also have never been tempted to go into a city or a town and wipe out a bunch of men, women, and children. Have I ever been tempted to go get into a fight with someone before? Yeah, but I've never been tempted to, like, kill someone or take them out nor would I take out their babies or their children or their families. Even if God himself commanded me to do such a thing, I wouldn't do it. Because that's not my nature. That's not in me. And that's the reason why God will never ask me to do something like that. Because God knows what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. I just simply, killing is not in my blood. It's not something I do. Am I a hypocrite, though? Do I cuss? Do I use coarse language? Do I smoke cigarettes and also eat things that are bad for my body? You're damn right. There's a lot of stupid things that I do that are going to end up costing me down the road as I get older and older. It's my birthday coming up. I'm going to be 46 years old, and I've got a lot of physical problems wrong with me because of the kind of things that I've eaten, because of some of the things I've gotten myself into. I guess what I'm trying to say with Christians out there is how can you be offended by the word fuck, shit, damn, or asshole, but you're okay with corruption and death coming into the world? You're okay with Jesus Christ fastening together a whip and beating people in a temple? You know that some event is happening within the house of God that has angered Jesus Christ, and now he's yelling and he's screaming and he's swinging around a whip like he's in a, a cowboy ranch getting ready to lasso people. Why is it that you're okay with that type of behavior whenever the moment asks for it, but the concept of uh, some special words bothers you? You want to see something really hardcore that'll make your skin crawl? Read the book of Revelation. How God handles the churches and Christians and the destruction that is going to be wrought. But it's not just Stephen Bolin or G-Man who's told me I need to watch my language. And I respect these guys. I appreciate where they're coming from. I've also got guys like Matt Powell who has told me, Brad, I can't have you on my live videos or I can't do this with you and do that if you end up, you know, talking like a orangutan on the screen. And I fully understand that. As far as I'm concerned, I am about compromises. I am about respecting people. If Mr. Stephen Bolin would have said, look, Brad, I really want to interview you, but can you please not use foul language whenever you're doing the discussion? then I would have gave it my 100%. I would have put forth the effort if he really, really felt as though it was bad. Should he have to be that intense with his request? No, just say, Brad, I really would prefer that that not be the case. 
The only thing I'm doing right now is just explaining to you all is I just find it weird if a Muslim or a Christian or anybody of these faiths that have gods who are destructive and bring pain to the world sometimes, how it is that a word could bother you whenever you already have faith and believe in some of the terrible things that I've already spoken to you about. Which, by the way, I believe the same thing. I do believe that God did all these things and God had his reasons for it. You know, it is what it is. And the things I don't understand, things I don't know, I suspect that one day I'll be standing in front of God and he'll explain things to me that I don't get, that I've read in the Bible. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so... Just recently, they legalized marijuana. For some reason, a lot of atheists have been really fascinated with me whenever it comes to the concept of drugs. I did an entire hour show with a group of drug addicts not too long ago that were atheists. Well, it was, it was kind of a little ways back, a couple of years ago. I was sitting in a room with a bunch of atheists, and they asked me, they said, Brad, have you ever got high before? And I said, not intentionally, not deliberately. And that's true. I've actually gotten high, but I didn't do it on purpose. And the reason why it happened was because I like to go to music concerts, rock and roll, heavy metal. I used to do it all the time whenever I was a kid. To me, it was like heaven on earth. There's one thing about listening to a CD or listening to your favorite band on the radio, which I get to do all the time on my own radio station if anybody wants to listen. I play a lot of bands and advertise a lot of local as well as hardcore musicians that have been around for years on my own radio station. But what would happen is when you go to a concert, rock and roll, soft rock, heavy metal, fast metal, thrash, you're going to end up going sitting in audiences where they get high and they do drugs and all that kind of stuff. So unfortunately, the many times I've went to concerts, I've been around people who are drinking alcohol, I've been around people who are um, getting high, and sometimes there's so much mist and fog of the stuff going around that you can't help to get buzzed and get an appetite yourself and want a damn Twinkie, is what it is. Yes, if you do like weed or marijuana, you're going to get hungry. Now, I've never been interested in this, but not just, not because I think that drugs are terrible or horrible, or at least as far as marijuana and weed goes, there are drugs I think are dangerous. It was just something for me, for all of my life, besides my best friend who died from a drunk driver used to tell me, stay away from drugs, stay away from drugs. The honest truth is, is I'm not a wealthy person. I can think of better things to spend what little money I have on. I'd rather buy a video game that will last me for months and months as opposed to a, an eight ball or a bag of weed and stuff that's going to get smoked up in a couple of weeks. As far, whether drugs are legal or not, they still cost a lot of money. You could be buying you a new shirt or a new pair of shoes and stuff, or you could be putting money down on your mortgage as opposed to injecting yourself with a bunch of junk that's going to end up putting you in the zombie mode or screwing you up on a whole lot of things in your life. Uh, as far as I know, marijuana and weed is not addictive, but notice the people who do it, they constantly do it. They just won't stop. 
the key barn smoking the weed and keep doing the, the blunts and the roaches and all that. They never stop. Anytime they're offered, they take it. Anytime they have the money, they'll go out and get it. So if it's not addictive, how do you explain that? Well, we love it a lot. Well, that's what a lot of people say about cigarettes, too. And it's one of the reasons why I don't give people a lot of shit over marijuana and weed and what drugs they choose to do, whether it's for uh, dealing with pain or just because they want to relax or because they got bad eyesight or whatever. It's um, as long as I'm going to be smoking cigarettes right now, I'm smoking a vapor. But from time to time, I roll my own cigarettes. I've never felt the need to be a hypocrite and really demand that people do things with their, what they're going to take or what they're going to do. Unless it's like if the person's doing like, um, like angel dust or some kind of hallucinogen drugs or acid or things that are going to fry their brain and could have like an impact for them and their, and their life. There's people out there who've had bad hits of drugs, what they call skunk weed or laced drugs, and then these people end up having nightmares while they're actually awake, seeing things like the walls bleed and feeling like they're in the middle of a Pink Floyd The Wall movie. Those kind of drugs I'm totally against. And uh, I don't know. How do I feel about the legalization of marijuana? You know, they say that a person can do weed and still be able to drive a car. But I've been around people who try to drive. And I've also seen people on the highway in Missouri, even whenever it wasn't legal, where their cars are filled up with smoke and mist. And they're driving either super slow or they're driving like really, really fast. It depends, I guess, what they're doing. If they're on uppers or downers or speed or whatever. But if they can handle it, if a person, that's what they want to do with their life, I feel like every one of us was given free will by God. And if people want to be the masters of their own destiny and their fate, then you're going to do what you're going to do, whether I tell you to do it or not. So I'm not trying to be one of these people walking around, pointing a finger, holding a cigarette up and telling someone else what they ought to be injecting or inhaling into their body. I feel like it's stupid of me. And to be honest with you, I give the human race a little bit more credit than what it deserves. I don't think that a person needs to hear a sermon about what weed or marijuana or drugs will do to them because most of these people already know. Just like I'm smoking a cigarette, I know that shit's going to make my fucking insides rot. I know that I'm going to get cancer and die a slow, horrible death. I don't need you to put a big pop-up warning on my carton of cigarettes. I don't need you to tell me the fucking misery that's going to happen if I do it. I know. None of these people need to be like, you know, have these assemblies or meetings where people talk about, you know, the travesties and talk about the tragedies of what happened to juveniles or adults due to this because everybody already knows. Everybody also knows that whenever you have sex, you should wear a condom so you don't get a woman pregnant. And also, you need to make sure that the person's right of age and all this. Everybody knows this stuff. Everybody knows the responsibility. Even when people are young, they know a lot of these things. Hell, there's some people out there that know more about what's happening than the people who are pronouncing their sermons. So...
That's where I'm at on now, all that. Do I wish people would spend their money on better things? Do I wish people would take that money that they went and bought drugs with and put it into charity or education or buy their relation who's lacking in clothing some more clothes or some food for the hungry, all that? Sure, sure. I'd rather people do positive good things. But in the end of the day, it's their money. It's their what they do with their lives, right? So there's that. I'll be doing an interview with John Gashilla soon on the 24th at about between 9 and 10 a.m. in the morning. He says he's got a whole lot of questions for me. I'm sure he's going to ask me some of the same stuff as Steve Bolin out there. If there are any atheists or religious people who want to interview me, I uh, you'll have to be someone that I've gotten to know, someone that I'm friendly with, someone that I don't think is using an interview as some way to be able to uh, cause me aggravation or an audience trouble. If I do a debate with a Christian or go into some kind of live show where I'm assisting another Christian in a debate, that's fine. That's cool. And if you really, really feel that cussing is just so offensive and terrible to you, then I will make the compromise of slowing my roll. I do have other words in my vocabulary. It's just that whenever I'm making videos or doing interviews, I'm not scripted. I don't sit down and write down all the words and things I'm going to be saying. And if I come into an intense topic or discussion, sometimes the words just fly out of my mouth. But I do have control and willpower. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. But I would still like to know, how can people read the entire Bible cover to cover with all of the hardcore things that are in it as well as positive good things, how can you be bothered by simple words when you already accept all this other stuff? That's weird to me. That's strange. I've never been bothered when being in a room with an atheist who decides to use colorful language. I know there's some Muslims who are like that too, where they'll completely justify and defend wars that Muslims have been in, but then if you smoke a cigarette or light one up like in their show or in their room or if you're out talking to one of them, they get freaked out over that. I, I don't understand that behavior, really. And I wouldn't mind seeing some videos where people explain that to me, help me understand that. I'm telling you right now that I understand that some of my behaviors are foul and need work on, but... I just would like to understand from another person's point of view or perception why they're like that, why they can handle killing, why they can handle it when Peter cuts the ear off someone's head, why a person like Judas can kiss Jesus on the head and then all that crap go down, why it is everybody's able to just simply accept all these different uh, events as negative as they may get. Hell, there's some people out there who can actually put portraits and pictures of Jesus bleeding on their walls. Why would someone do that? Why would you put someone's dead body up on a cross up on your um, thing? Why would you hang a cross from your own mirror or whatever, a rear view mirror? Why would you wear a symbol of death around your neck for these 
These are all questions I've always had, and I would love to hear people's opinion on it. But yeah, if my cussing bothers folks, let me know, and I'll, uh, I'll put some effort into trying to slow it down a little bit. God bless. Hey, Anna, how are you doing? Fine. I was wanting to know if there was anyone out there I could ask some questions that I am having issue with whenever it comes to the Bible. Not tonight, but tomorrow there will be, because usually there's nobody here after early afternoon, but I can take your name and number and you can return your call tomorrow. Is there any Christians or priests or preachers or anything of that nature? Not here, no, not tonight, no. There's some of the prisoners having a meeting. Oh, you're not a Christian? You're just working there? Well, I mean, I can see if I can help you, but, you know, I'm just a volunteer answering the phone. Oh, you believe in God? Sure. Okay. You mind if I ask you a couple questions? If you can't answer, no, I'll be okay with that. Well, I was uh, I was reading Isaiah 45.7, and it says, I form the light and the darkness. I create peace and evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Now, obviously, if you just heard what I read, it's an unusual verse. It appears as though God is taking credit for creating evil itself. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. Gosh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I really don't know. That's something I'd have to think about. Do you believe that whenever God designed us, he designed us with a dual nature, the ability to be good, but also designed with evil in us in order to be able to have alternative directions in our life? No, I think he designed us to be good. Well, if he designed us to be completely good or perfect and all that, then how did we become flawed? If we're capable of doing evil, the only way that's possible is if God allows us to or designed us with the ability, right? Yeah, well, I guess the devil went ahead and did that, you know, so. But, the, but God actually created Satan, right? The devil used to be right, on his right. side. They used to be partners and all that before he fell. So God would have had to actually design Satan with the ability to rebel against him and make the choices, correct? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not the person to answer those questions, but I can have someone call you back tomorrow. Okay. Father will be here tomorrow. May I ask, ma'am, being that you do believe in God and that you're a Christian like myself, have you ever even thought about these questions or even pondered them no, yourself? I never have. Uh-uh. Never have. I see. Well, ma'am, it was a pleasure talking to you, and I hope you have a merry, merry Christmas if you actually okay, celebrate you it. Have a Thank good day. You, you too. Bye-bye.